0: Ramapad Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. How are you, Maharaj?
1: I'm uh, happy to see your smiling face for a little while. I'm
0: I'm just happy because uh, I'm seeing you. It's been been a little while.
1: Okay, let's go.
0: So we have this wonderful kartik, uh, celebrating kartik, that the SPT is uh, putting on. And we're very, very fortunate to have you as uh, one of our prime speakers. And uh, I understand that you have some really fantastic graphics uh, to show us in addition to speaking about, uh, you're speaking about Kaliya Serpent, yes?
1: Yes, and the first forest fire.
0: Yes, okay, great. So we are, of course, during this Kartik season, illuminating the pastimes of Lord Krishna in Vrindavan. And uh, we, as you know, started off with uh, Shivaram Maharaj uh, telling us uh, a bit of how following in the footsteps of the denizens of Vrindavan uh, is a uh, very, very important aspect of our spiritual life. Yes. And, uh, and now we're going to hear from you. Um, everybody knows you. I'm not going to give you some big uh, introduction. You know, you've... Uh, been a guru and a sannyasi and held many important positions in ISKCON and powerful, powerful preacher in spreading Krishna consciousness and particularly putting Krishna consciousness in a relevant and relatable framework. I know that you do a lot of preaching in colleges and uh, whatnot, and uh, and you're a world traveler. So we're very, very fortunate to have you, and I really thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for inviting.
0: Okay. So, without ado, we'll turn it over to you and uh, uh, listen very carefully to you and, uh, you know, have all the nectar that, uh, that you have to share.
1: Thank you. And I hope you oh, you all listeners like graphics because there's going to be a lot of it.
0: Uh, they do. Believe me, they do. And I do. Okay. So, yeah.
1: yeah, there we go. Could I see the screen? There we go. All right. This is um, a very important pastime, a very delightful pastime, where Krishna is on the one hand punishing, and on the one hand, on the other hand, Benedicting, because Krishna is the reservoir of all contradictory qualities. So while doing one thing, he's simultaneously doing. Seemingly the opposite things. Kaliya got a lot of mercy. But Kaliya got his heads bashed, so they were flat. Let's hear the pastime. In uh, Jiva Goswami's Champu, he describes that this pastime was narrated in reverse order from what it really happened in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Without reading all the text, what he says is, Madhukanta is saying that Krishna, when he turned six, he graduated from calves to cows. And many other things happened as he graduated from five to six. And because he began herding cows, the, um, the pastime of Krishna's dealing with the Deinukasara was narrated first, but actually the Kaliya pastime happened first. And therefore Madhukanta says, I'm going to narrate the Kaliya lila first. All of that is just to say, Krishna is six and he is encountering the first uh, demoniac personality when he was just six. Little boy. He's not even lifting Govardhan Hill yet. He's still just six. And the Kalia serpent uh, had 1001 heads. There's a serpent painting that he has five. A lot of heads and extremely envious. And along with that, envy came poison. The Bhagavatam describes that he took shelter within the Kalia Lake. And he was there for thousands of years. And his poison became so intense that the lake was boiling. Fiery poison emanated from that lake. That's the image you see on the upper right. And here's a modern real cobra with a whole bunch of hoods, but he's not any match for Kaliya because Kaliya had 1,001 hoods. Bhagavatam says that the vapors were so poisonous that when birds flew over the Kaliya Lake, they die in flight from the poisonous vapors and fall dead into the water. And you look in the background, you don't see any vegetation because the vegetation also died. (laughs) The wind blowing over that deadly lake carried droplets of water to the shore simply by coming in contact with that poisonous breeze. All vegetation and creatures on the shore died. Kali was really poisonous. Now, Krishna, being a lover of Vrindavan and a lover of the river Jamuna, he knew of this situation and he wanted to do something about that situation. And so one morning, very early, he rose and headed straight for the Kaliya Lake. And that particular morning, purposely, Balaram was left behind. Balaram was left behind because there were some religious duties that Rohini wanted him to do. And so Krishna went alone and they traveled very swiftly to get to the banks of the Kaliya Lake. Now, if you go by a car, it'll take you quite a while. But Krishna moved very quickly. Early in the morning, the cows and the cowherd boys felt unreasonably early hour of the day, very thirsty, and they began drinking the water and drinking the water, they fell unconscious. You see the steps leading down to the Kali and they fell unconscious as if dead. A very beautiful description comes when Krishna saw that he was bewildered because he's so attached as they're attached to him to the cowherd boys and the cows, he was bewildered. That's his own Yogamaya potency. So he can enjoy that experience, that emotion. And very quickly, he knew what to do. He simply glanced over those bodies of the cows and the cowherd boys, and they were instantly revived. This is a very old painting. Look at those cows, their legs upside down. And uh, Coward Boy fitting his turban back on because he's waking up as if from the dead. Um, In the background you see in that painting, there's Kalia in the lake. And this is the Coward Boys by the shore of the lake in some house. Here's a little history of the Kalia serpent. You see in the painting two sages. Uh, One was Vedashira and the other was Avashashira, Avashira, excuse me, Ashvashira. So Ashvashira was visiting and uh, Vedashira was already residing on a, a forested area in a mountain. And he really liked it. So he asked Ashvashira, asked Vedashira, Oh, this is such a nice place. Let's stay together and do our austerities and meditations together. Unfortunately, Vedashira was a little territorial and envious. So he said, I'm sorry, this mountain isn't big enough for both of us. You're going to have to find another mountain. This is my mountain. And Ashvashira was shocked, saying, Don't you know everything belongs to Vishnu? How can you think that it belongs to you? You're a sage. You should know these things. And uh, some argument ensued between the two sages. Sometimes sages disagree. And it got a little hot. And so Vedashira was cursed. You're so envious, you should become a serpent. And so he became a serpent. And there was a counter curse. You become a crow and fall to earth. So, Vedashira became Kaliya. And his place of residence was Ramanaka Lake. Ramanaka Lake is a place where there were many serpents. And at least it's said that this Ramanaka Lake is in the Fiji area. So they know about Kalia and Fiji even today. So, oh, in um, a natural food for Garuda, is serpents. So the serpent kingdom made an arrangement with Garuda. On a regular basis, we'll make special offerings for you. Food that you're very fond of and so forth. And um, they made the offerings and he was satisfied so he wouldn't come and take them. But Kalia was envious. So he ate them instead. And Garuda came to know and he came and challenged Kalia. And Kalia tried to strike Garuda with his fangs and his serpent mouths. But you don't mess with Garuda, he was too strong. So he fled for his life. And when he fled for his life, he he started heading in a southerly direction in the universe and he went down and down and down and down all the way to where Lord Ananta is resting, holding up with his hoods, holding up. The universe and the planets within the universe. And because there's some connection between Ananta, who's a serpent, and Kalia, who's a serpent, he took kindness to Kalia. Kalia wanted to know what to do, what to do. And Ananta gave the following advice. You go to a place where Geruda won't go and you'll be safe. And that one place where you can go Garuda won't go is a lake in the river Jamuna. Kaliya could go there because Garuda was cursed by Shobari Muni. Now, that's a pastime because who can cruise Garuda? Garuda's Krishna's carrier. But here's what happened one time, Shobari was in meditation in that lake. And Gruda came to get some fish. Birds like Gruda, they like fish and they like snakes. So he was hungry. And he started fishing for some fish. And Chobury told him, don't take any fish. Gruda was too hungry. He took one of the leading fish, the big fish. And so Chobury cursed him thinking he was giving protection to the denizens of the lake. If Geruda ever comes again and enters this lake and eats fish, he'll immediately lose his life. So Ananta informed Kalia, go there, Geruda won't bother you. So that's what Kalia did. Now, the lake was a little mystical. It was very deep, deep like the ocean. And because it was so deep, it was very difficult for the water to be agitated. And that was one of the reasons why the poison continued to grow and grow and grow. And even approaching the Kalia Lake was difficult because there are many Holes that serpents lived in surrounding the lake. And all around the lake was this fog of poison, vapors, all surrounding the lake. And fire would periodically come and burn up even grass or anything growing in the vicinity of the lake according to the Srimad Bhagavatam, for a distance of eight miles or one yojana. Everything in the whole atmosphere was most unpleasant. Now that's in Vrindavan. So Krishna didn't want that. That's why he went there. So Krishna decided to deal with the problem. The problem was Alia. So what did Krishna do? In many cases, in Krishna's pastimes, he creates an obstacle because he enjoys overcoming the obstacles he creates, and very creatively. So the creative method Krishna chose was there was one remaining kadamba tree next to the Kaliya lake. That kadamba tree was still growing because, before he left, to place some nectar. On the tree, so the tree lived despite the poison coming from the lake. Krishna climbed up the tree. He tightened his belt, slapped his arms, and jumped forcefully into that poisonous water. There's one of these old paintings that tells the whole story in one painting. On the right side, you see the coward boys and the cows upside down. That's when they were poisoned. On the left side, they're ready to go now because the pastime is over. In the center, there's the kadamba tree, and down to the lower right side, Krishna's jumped into the lake. And see that palace in the lower right—that's Kaliya, and the water had become very, very agitated by Krishna's jumping into the lake. And big waves because Krishna's is heavy. As Heavier than the heaviest, not just as heavy as the universe. And you see Kali on the left. He was very agitated. The whole lake overflowed, going in all directions when Krishna jumped into the lake. And all the surrounding lands from 100 bow lengths became covered with poisonous water. But the Bhagavatam says, Shukadeva Goswami says, this is not at all amazing because Krishna has infinite strength. When he jumped in the lake, not only the waves went in all directions, but the serpents, along with Kaliya, became very agitated by Krishna's coming into our lake. So more... Volumes of poison became churned and stirred and Kali rose to the surface looking with terrible, poisonous fire coming out of his mouths. Agitated like anything, you've come into my lake. He tried to bite Krishna. Here's a nice description of what he saw, Krishna's delicate form. Krishna wore yellow silken garments. His body was very delicate, shining like a glowing white cloud. His chest bearing the mark of Sri Vatsa. His face smiling beautifully. And his feet resembling the whirl of a lotus flower. Those feet in a few moments are going to smash his hoods. Immediately, Kali attacked. He bit Krishna on his chest and wrapped him up in coils. Now, when this happens, the Bhagavatam's description varies slightly, or Garga Samhita's narration varies slightly. It says Krishna grabbed Kaliya by his tail and threw him a distance of 200 yards further into the water. He was shocked. Little boy, six years old, threw me 200 yards. He came again and started trying to attack Krishna, and Krishna did it again. Picked him up by his tail, twirled him around, and threw him 200 yards. And then, as you see in the painting, with Krishna's right hand, he held the face of Kalyana's left hand. He punched him. Knocked him out. It doesn't say that in the Bhagavatam. It says that in Garga Samhita. All throughout Vrindavan, the residents of Vrindavan were seeing very inauspicious omens. Immediately they began running to find out where is Krishna, what's going on. Uh, but Balaram was unfazed. He knew Krishna was just having fun. And so he was not in distress at all. Here's a very old painting. You can't read the letters too well. I I can read them well on my screen, but they saw Krishna in the grips of the Kaliya serpent. So on the left there's the residents of Vrindavan, particularly they're a very tall one there, that's Nanda and Yashodan. Behind her is Balaram. And there's the cows and there's the cowherd boys. And there you see Krishna in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. And boy, are they in great distress. Mother Yashoda and the elder gopis felt great distress. Look in the painting in the back. And they're under that Kadamba tree. And they're screaming and wailing, and Krishna's enjoying. For a couple of hours, Krishna was in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. The elder gop- gopis had to hold Mother De Soda back. She was ready to give up her life. But save my little six-year-old Krishna. And if I can't, then what's the use of my life? So she was going to jump in and they had to hold her back. Nanda Maharaj was another story, but it took Balaram's strength to hold him back. And not only the other, not only Nanda, but the other elders, Balaram's very strong. He checked them. Now, Krishna was enjoying. And one of the things that Krishna was enjoying is something that's a little surprising, maybe. But, you know, he was enjoying most of his pastimes. The cowherd boys or the residents of Raja are in difficulty. Here's a role reversal. Krishna's in difficulty. Who are they going to call out to for help if Krishna's in difficulty? They were going mad. And Krishna, for some times, hours, He was in the coils of the Kaliya serpent, behaving like an ordinary mortal. But when he understood how much distress they were undergoing, he decided time to break three. So um, what did he do? He made his body bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And and Kaliya tried to make his body bigger and bigger and bigger. It hurt too much, so he let Krishna go. Here's a nice painting of the distressed residents of Vrindavan. Some were fainting, seeing Krishna in this condition. There's a little cartoon-like drawing. Krishna's getting so big, Kaliya was tormented, he had to release him. And now Krishna's free. And what did Krishna do next? Krishna started swimming around and around and around and around and around. The glance itself, not only his mouth, but the glance was full of terrible, poisonous fire. Kaliya's very bad. So Krishna swam so swiftly around and around and around that Kaliya became dizzy. He lost his strength. And that purpose achieved, Krishna jumped up on the hoods of the Kaliya serpent and started dancing. And when he was dancing, the redness on Krishna's feet became even redder because on the hoods of the heads of the Kaliya serpent, there were jewels. So it made the redness of Krishna's feet look even more bright and red. and. As we all know, Krishna began dancing. He is the the king of all arts. You see in the painting on the right side, there's Balaram holding back Nanda Maharaj. You see some Rajabhasis fainted on the ground on the bank of the river, seeing the scene. This is such a celebrated uh, pastime I had to leave out two-thirds of these wonderful paintings, but there's so many wonderful paintings of the pastime. Again, on the shore, there's Balaram, and letting everybody know, nothing to worry about, Krishna's enjoying. There's the one tree, the Kadamba tree, and Krishna's dancing. And after all, he's, he's, he's not only Yogeshwara, Master of all mystic powers, he's the master of everything and everyone, including the art of dancing. So look at the um, position of Krishna's hand and the position of Krishna's, the Kaliya's tail, because this painting looks very much like this painting, but it's different. And in the background, there's the Kadamba tree, there's a residence of Vrindavan and some cows. And um, Krishna's having fun. Many artists have depicted the scene. This is a more modern one. Kaliya's mouth's reaching to bite Krishna, but no worries for Krishna. You see he's holding on to his tail, like Karga Samita had said. This is a BBT painting. And he was enjoying so much, the demigods came, and they began their musical accompaniment from the sky. You see the devastated land in all directions, completely scorched by the poison of the Kaliya serpent. Seeing the Lord dancing, his servants in the heavenly planets, Gandharva sages, charanas, and wives of the demigods immediately arrived there with great pleasure. They began accompanying the Lord's dancing by playing drums, such as Vrindangas, Panavas, and Anakas, and they made offerings of songs, flowers, and prayers. They were they were celebrating. Krishna's dancing <laughs> must have been a fantastic dance. Again, many different styles of artists rendering this pastime. As I said, I eliminated three quarters of them. But many different, you know, stages in history and styles of art depicting Krishna's dancing of the hoods of the Kaliya serpent. And as he was dancing of the hoods of the Kaliya serpent, all the while the Kaliya serpent was emanating poison and waste even from his eyes, not just from his mouths. And occasionally to fight, he would dare to raise one of his hoods, which would breathe heavy or heavily with anger. What did Krishna do? He smashed it. Look at the lower right. He'd dance, but he danced so hard, he'd force that hood, to bow down. He was training Kalia to be a nice Bhakti Kalia. He had 101 prominent hoods or heads, 1001 total. As Kalia entered his death throes, he began to wheel his heads around, vomiting ghastly blood from his mouth and nostrils. Experiencing extreme pain and misery. This painting shows the blood coming out of Kalia's mouths. So what happens next? Krishna's wonderful and powerful dancing traveled and broke all of Kalia's 1,000 hoods Then the serpent, profusely vomiting blood, recognized Krishna to be the eternal personality of Godhead, the supreme master of all moving and non-moving beings, Sri Narayana. Fortunately, he took shelter of Krishna within his mind because his body was wrecked. Kalia had become so fatigued from the excessive weight of Lord Krishna, who carries the entire universe in his abdomen. Kalya's umbrella-like hoods had been shattered by the striking of Krishna's heels. Now Kalya had wives, and his wives were in great distress, seeing this situation. These these wives of Kalya, they're somehow... They're very, very elevated and saintly personalities. How they got bodies of serpents and how they have Kali as their husband. It's a puzzle. But they were very faithful to their husband. They recognized that he had, in his mind, taken shelter of Krishna. So they came before Krishna, as you see, desiring the protection of their husband. This is the European BBT painting, very, very beautiful illustration of the wives coming to offer their prayers to Krishna. They were very smart. The ladies came with their little children. And when Krishna saw them with their little children, he became more peaceful. They wanted their husband to be liberated and freed from his. Volumes of sinful activities and so forth. So with their hands folded, they offered prayers. Now, if I had another half an hour, I would go through their prayers with you because they're really, really beautiful. There's 18 very elevated teachings. These ladies were uh, very knowledgeable in, in Vedic wisdom. They recite it in their prayers, understanding who Krishna really is and the nature of the offense of their husband. And they glorified this amazing fortune that Kali attained, having the dust of Krishna's lotus feet on his heads, for which even the goddess of fortune hankers. They start to speculate. Why? What was the reason behind Kalia receiving such mercy? Here's one of their verses in their prayers. Did our husband carefully perform austerities in a previous life? With his mind free of pride and full of respect for others? Is that why you are pleased with him? Or did he in some previous existence carefully execute religious duties for all living beings? And that is why you, the life of all living beings, are now satisfied with him? Because it surely wasn't in this lifetime. He was bad from the beginning and got worse and worse. So, something from a previous lifetime, some auspiciousness, they're conjecturing was the cause of this kindness received by Halia? Here's another prayer towards the very end. At least once, O Master, a master should tolerate an offense committed by his child or subject. O supreme, peaceful soul, you should therefore forgive our foolish husband who did not understand who you are. Krishna was very pleased by their devotion and their erudition. You can read the prayers. They're very elevated prayers. They requested Krishna to forgive the great offense committed by their foolish husband. They surrendered to the Supreme Lord completely. And wished to execute his order. You see, on the left, there's some musicians; they're playing their instruments while Krishna was dancing. And the right is Nanda and Balaram and Mother Soda, watching the whole scene. Immediately, Krishna responded by showing his mercy. He released Kaliya, who had fallen. Unconscious. After Krishna released him, very slowly he regained his vital force and sensory functions. Loudly and painfully, he breathed, addressing the Supreme Lord in humble submission. He offered prayers, very similar. The details are not there, but just says that uh, his prayers resembled the prayers of his wives. So he had become free from envy by Krishna's kindness. He surrendered to Krishna, recognized him as the supreme. He's offering prayers to Krishna. And he worshipped Krishna. There's details. Many, many articles were offered to Krishna by Kaliya. There you see the wives holding gifts for Krishna, waving chamara whisks for Krishna. Imagine if the bosses what they understood with all of this going on. Kaliya worshipped the Supreme Lord by offering fine garments. Jewels and other valuable ornaments, wonderful scents and ointments, and a large garland of lotus flowers. Here is something very interesting written by Rupa Goswami in his Radha Krishna Gona Dipika. It said Krishna purposefully had his Kastuba gem enter into the serpent's lake. And then he arranged for the wives of the Kaliya serpent to give it to him. (laughs) Very clever. Krishna is very clever. On the one hand, he was acting like an ordinary person, but on the other hand, he's a totally transcendental person and went directly into Kaliya's treasury. And when they came to make offerings, they didn't recognize this is his Kastuba jewel, but they gave Krishna his the stupid jewel, thinking it was just one of Kalia's possessions. This is directly from Rupa Goswami's writings. Pretty amazing. Clever Krishna. So what did Krishna do next? He ordered Kalia, get out of town. (laughs) Leave the river Jamuna, leave this lake and let the water become restored so that it's fit for the cows and for humans. And he told Kalia, Don't worry. You came here because Garuda won't, you wanted Garuda to not bother you. But now when Garuda sees on your hoods the marks of my lotus feet, he'll leave you alone. Everything will be nice. So the benediction of Krishna was given and Kalia, and his wives circumambulated Krishna, offering obeisances, and the wives and children in Kalia, headed for Ramanaka Lake, back to where he came from. And the water and the river Jamuna was restored to a very nice and natural condition very quickly, Krishna's arrangement. Now, the residents of Vrindavan had been watching this for quite some time. And they were very happy that Krishna came and little surprised. He's coming out of the lake wearing garlands and fragrances and garments and fine jewels and gold. But they weren't so absorbed in how he came out of the lake. They were just anxious to greet him. And they all stood up just like unconscious person's senses coming back to life. And especially Nanda and Jasoda and Rohini because she was there to see Balaram was now okay along with Krishna. They're back together and they embraced him and the Bhagavatam says even the trees and vegetation that had become poisoned came back to life in their normal condition. And here's a final painting. Uh, they're back in Nanda's palace. Krishna's there. Balarama's there. Madhu Mangal is there. Stoka Krishna is there. And the other cowherd boys are again united with Krishna. Very happy having seen another one of Krishna's wonderful pastimes. A few more things. Here's um, an interesting, fascinating description of this pastime in Brihat Bhagavatamrita. There's the reference. I invite you to read it because it's kind of typical Sanatana Goswami, amazing narration. Kaliya returned to the river Jamuna. And when Kaliya returned to the river Jamuna, word got to Krishna. Oh, oh Kaliya's back. So what did Krishna do? <clears throat> he didn't say anything to his friends because he thought his friends might try to prevent him from going. He went straight away to the same place, the Kaliya Lake, and the same description as found in the Bhagavatam, poisonous vapors and everything. And Krishna climbed up the Kadamba tree, jumped in the water. Kaliya tried to attack him. Krishna got in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. A messenger went back to Nandagram and formed Nanda and Yashoda. Oh no, Krishna's in the coils of the Kaliya serpent again sounds very similar. The theme repeats because it's the similar rasa, because the whole purpose of the lila is to stimulate love in a particular way. And it was so, so effective, Krishna did it again. Only this time, Balaram is in a different mood than, oh, Krishna's just having fun. He was in disbelief. How is this possible? how is this possible? And he went running full speed to the Kalia lake. And when he saw Krishna in the coils of the Kalia serpent and he saw the response of the Vrishvasis nearly dying, see this happening yet again. Balaram called out to Krishna Very beautiful. These are not ordinary souls. These are not these are your your very dear most associates in Vrindavan. Please end this pastime. Please don't let, let them continue and die in seeing this disastrous situation. Krishna smiled. Mission accomplished. They all were completely dependent upon Krishna using his almightiness, but they haven't seen anything yet. What did Krishna do? He not only broke free from the coils of the Kaliya serpent, he reached out. Listen to this. He reached out to the gopis and brought the gopis along with him on top of the hoods of the Kaliya serpent. And they had rasa dance on top of the hoods of Kaliya serpent. And the demigods came and played their musical instruments and the dance went on and on and on. The hoods of the Kaliya serpent were moving. It was like a moving stage. It's described in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And then what did Krishna do? When the wives of the Kaliya serpent came forward, Krishna reached over, took the shawls from their necks or their shoulders, tied them together, made a harness and put the harness through the nose of the Kaliya serpent and started riding Kaliya here and there. Krishna is the best of enjoyers. And Kaliya was feeling blissful. Not by the, the pounding of Krishna's now Krishna's feet are very delicate, but he was feeling them as being smashed. But now Krishna's having a different pastime and just smashing his hoods. He's riding him here and there. And Krishna descended and got to the shore, and everyone's happy. Pretty amazing pastime. Krishna returning to the river Jamuna and the Kaliya Lake. Some of you in our listening audience have been to Vrindavan. And if those of you who have been to Vrindavan for sure you've been to the Madan Mohan Temple. The Madan Mohan Temple is up on a hill. And one part of that hill behind the temple is a, is a place where Krishna went. And because he had been involved with the water and the coils of the Kaliya Serpent, etc., for, for practically the whole day, his body was cold. So he requested the sun and something like Ten or twelve sons were called upon to warm his body up at that spot, at the top at the summit of the hill, where the mud and Mohan Temple was later built. In Brihat Bhagavatamrita, there's this nice description. When uh, Kali offered his prayers, Krishna blessed him that he would become like Ananta He got a lot of mercy. He was bad, but he got a lot of mercy. Krishna just bestowed his mercy on Kalya. In the Bhagavatam, commentary says, Kalya also desired to become Lord Krishna's carrier. Garuda, And the serpents are originally related as brothers. They both had the same father or mother, Kayadu. Kayadu. Therefore, Kalia indicated to Krishna, if you ever have to go to a distant place, you should also think of me as your personal carrier. I am the servant of your servant, and in the wink of an eye, I can travel hundreds of millions of yojinas. Thus, the Puranas narrate that in the course of Lord Krishna's eternal cycle of pastimes, when Kamsa orders the Lord to come to Mathura, he sometimes goes there mounted on Kalia. Pretty far out, huh? Very mysterious pastime. Lots and lots of mercy. He gets to be a carrier like Garuda although that's not how it started. He was very, very envious. In Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary, he states, after the Leela with Krishna was completed on earth, Kaliya attained Krishna Loka with Dasya Rasa. Now, when I first came across this in in various commentaries saying who's who in in Krishna Loka, mentioning Kaliya's name, I was thinking, what? Krishna is so kind. Krishna is so kind. Krishna is so kind. Putana becomes a nurse, and Kalia becomes Krishna's carrier in Dasyarasa and in Goloka. Who can find a better master than Krishna? For concluding, here's some uh, photographs from. Uh, Kaliya Ghat in Vrindavan. There's to the back side, is where the Kaliya deity is. Kaliya Mardan is on the left side. There's a group of pilgrims. In the background, you see the Kadamba tree. And at one time, the Jamuna River flowed along this area. That's why there's steps going down and the protrusion going out to where the river Jamuna was. Here's Krishna dancing on the hoods of the Kaliya serpent. And some say this is the same original Kadamba tree because Gruta put nectar on it. And from which Krishna jumped into the Kaliya lake. Of course, in different seasons, there's more foliage on the tree or less foliage on the tree. It's a very sacred place. Wherever Krishna performs his pastimes is a very sacred place. And no surprise, in uh, the ISKCON temple in Fiji, that's their deity, Krishna Kaliya. Mm. Makes you want to go visit ISKCON Fiji, right? That's how I think. So there we are. A little uh, time with Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. Now after this pastime was over, It was evening. It was decided, let's take rest along the side of our sacred river Jamuna. And there was a forest fire. Now, some versions, some of the commentaries and some of the presentations. In uh, Garga Samhita, it says specifically, Kamsa set some people to ignite a fire to kill Krishna because he was so upset, thinking, Who's going to kill Krishna? Well, try to kill him by fire. Because he heard Kaliya was so powerful. Krishna subdued him. He didn't kill him, he just subdued him. So Krishna ex- extinguished that forest fire. There were two forest fires. This is one of the two. This is the earlier one. Because remember, Krishna just turned six. Wonderful pastimes, transcendental pastimes. And um, I think I'm ready for our facilitator to click on herself and um, invite questions from our chat box and all of that. Oh, moderator, where are you? Okay. There we go.
2: Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful presentation. It was so enlivening. You almost carried us through this beautiful journey and we could actually visualize this pastime in front of our eyes. Thank you so much. Um, If you have a few minutes and you permit, can we take one or two questions? I'm happy. Perfect, Maharaj. So over here, one of the devotees is asking... She's mentioning that Shikara understand how uh, in the pastime of uh, the Brahmin Brahmins who were performing the sacrifice, the Brahmana wives, uh, they did some service to Krishna by yeah. taking the food and they were liberated. However, if you look in parallel to the wives of Kalia, they actually offered prayers to Krishna and ask for liberation for their husband. How do you under, How do we understand that? Is it that the Ramana's wives did not ask for liberation for their husbands? And how do we understand this pastime? This is just a doubt that one of our viewers has expressed.
1: That's a wonderful question. Well, uh, there could be... There, I don't know of any commentary by our inquiries that says you know, an answer to her question. So you, and when situations like that arise, then you have to say, here's some possibilities. And then we have to go to our acharyas that haven't answered this question. They can select from the menu. But some possibilities that come to mind are, uh, they the, the wives of the brahmanas understood that through their service, their husbands would receive Krishna's mercy, which is what happened. Because they were particularly elevated in medical understanding. But on the other hand, read those prayers. And the, the wives of the kalya serpent, they were highly learned. I mean, who knows how many Vedic Shastra classes they sat through to learn what they learned. Who knows where they learned it? But on the other hand, those who have an understanding of the personality of Godhead, one doesn't need to ask for liberation. One needs to ask for devotional service. They're asking for the liberation and forgiveness of their husband for their wrongs. But the, the, the wives, we intuitively understand the wives of the Brahmanas, like Krishna's accepting our service, benefit will automatically go to our husbands. So that's one possible answer. Beautiful. And they weren't asking for liberation because that's on a lesser position and asking for service.
2: Beautiful, beautiful um, answer, Marge. Thank you so much. Was it also because. Um, I was just reflecting on what you were mentioning. Was it also because Kalia was e- eventually he was also apologetic and he also? Um, so does that have any role in if we commit mistakes and we become apologetic and we sincerely strive? Does that please Krishna? That
1: that's certainly a fact not only he was apolog- not only he was apologetic but he had already become purified and he had already taken shelter and they knew it. I mean, he didn't say it because he was, was were smashed, but they understood his mind. So on top of it, they're asking for forgiveness. Although, you, you know, because he had already surrendered, certainly had been forgiven. So, uh, it's just, you know, another a simple answer. It's just different modes for different persons have a different interest.
2: Thank you so much, Marge. Beautiful, beautiful answer. Grateful. We have so many devotees expressing their gratitude. We're flashing some on the screen here. It's an amazing class, Marge. Thank you so much. Uh, and then he has a question asking, what anartha does Kaliya represent as indicated by bhakti Vinod
1: Okay. I didn't go there because Kaliya represents brutality and treachery. Can you show my screen? This is the last slide. Kaliya represents brutality and treachery. Here's Bhakti Siddhanta. Kaliya is the type of cunning and malice. He is the embodiment of unrelenting cruelty. There is no place for Kaliya in the happy realm of Raja. Deceit and cruelty are as poisonous to the artless loving nature of the deadizens of Raja. It is quite conceivable for the confidential friends of Krishna not to entertain any suspicion regarding the malicious intention of cruel and deceitful persons whose purpose is to poison them against Krishna. They may even unwittingly fall into the counsel of such evil persons. But Krishna is sure to rescue his own from the wiles of his enemies. Now that was Bhakti Siddhanta. Here's Bhakti Vinod. That was the person's question. Brutal cruelty, maliciousness, pride, envy, and snake-like crookedness. He particularly tries to pour his poison into the hearts of innocent Vaishnavas, which Krishna cannot tolerate, so Krishna kills him. Okay. Hare Krishna. That was the slide before his Kaliya dancing on the hoods.
2: Beautiful, Maharaj. Thank you so much. This whole presentation, just the graphics that you were mentioning, those pictures are so beautiful, really.
1: Sharing little guess, on the side. Once upon a time, I was a new devotee about 53 years ago. And uh, the place that I started was Iskon Boston. And at that time, there was no BBT, it was ISKCON Press. And ISKCON Press was based in Boston. And the artists were among the first persons to get copies of Prabhupada's latest, you know, little micro cassettes. And they've listened to the micro cassettes and conceive of what paintings should be painted. So I grew up watching the, the artists making their paintings, narrating the story. And watching the paintings bring the story to life. That's still with me 53 years later. So, I mean, it's a nice way to learn and a nice way to remember and a nice way to be inspired. And so, it takes a long time to gather all this artwork, but it, I, it makes the impression stick better.
0: Fine.
2: Yes. It's for me. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And how should Prabhupada mention that? these pictures are the windows to the spiritual world yes they truly are thank you so much March. it has been such an honor and privilege to have you on the GBC SPT platform on behalf of all our viewers and the GBC SPT team we thank you very much for your time and for your wonderful insights on this beautiful pastime and your presentation um, I want to thank our viewers for joining us every single day. Uh, They've been participating so actively. We've been going through chapter by chapter the Krishna book. And this whole month has been so enlivening, even for myself. I want to let our viewers know that Maharaj has been speaking almost every day. I've been following Maharaj's lectures. You have hours and hours of Krishna Katha. Um, Vrindavan Leela so please look into hearing more uh, looking at Maharaj's presentations also take a minute to follow us on the Facebook channel, the YouTube channel and also subscribe to our newsletter by going to gbcspt.com to stay updated about our upcoming events and we have an amazing line of speakers coming up so thank you so much Maharaj and thank you so much to our viewers and our gratitude to Srila Prabhupada for allowing us to have this wonderful community. Hare Krishna Maharaj.
1: Thank you. Hare Krishna Kavinda Priya.
2: Hare Krishna. Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai.